The whole crew's back for season two. Logan, warning, stand clear. This could affect your test results. Where can we start? We like them dumb and we like them smart. I like the ones with the pretty eyes. Well, I like all kinds of guys. Stop. What happened? How about the ones we especially like? Which ones? You know, the ones with the cars that go. I hear you. from coast to coast. The doctor is in. Hear anonymous experts with insider information straight from the source. Get the facts and judge for yourself at DrWhoever.com. That's right. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. I'm here with Jesse. How's it going, Jesse? What is up, Doctor Whoever? This is actually uh, technically uh, July 24th. We had a little hiccup earlier, and my microphone was not recording. So we'll, if we ever do any blooper segments, we'll go back. But we're just uh, re-recording our discussion we already had for July 23rd. Uh, Jesse committed to uh, restarting this with me. He was doing it from his car while he was waiting for an oil change earlier. So... The oil change that never happened. The oil change that never happened. Would you like to tell your story real quick? Now that you have a story to tell? Yeah, so I'm being frugal as always. So I went on Groupon, got myself a Groupon from an oil change. I'm at 60k for the Prius. Uh, went all the way over there, 30 minutes across Vegas. I was just far from living Vegas. You never want to go more than five miles. But did my little trekking down there. Turns out that they're no longer at that location. And I had to go to the new location... Uh, which was another 15 minutes away. So we're looking at 45 minutes already uh, for this oil change. So get in there, get told, you know, because it's COVID, I got to wait in my oh, car. Yeah. COVID's excuse for everything. Yeah, this excuse for everything. I have to wait in my car, waited 30 minutes to see if I was even going to get a chance to get my oil change. Turns out, didn't get my oil change. Would made it all the way over there and schedule an appointment, which I could have done from home. Should have just called. Uh, but it is what it is. I'm still saving money on the Groupon. Got myself an appointment. Uh, but yeah, that's been my that's been my Saturday so far. Just driving through the toilet chains that never happened. Mm, well, that sounds fun. Oh, well, I'm glad I don't have to worry about that. But that that sounds like it sucks to be you. That's definitely it sucks to be me. <laughs> All right, but let's see. What were we talking about yesterday in the morning before we? Uh... Before we uh, had to stop because of the microphone issue. Oh yeah, it was uh, this day. So we're just gonna go back. We're just gonna go back like we normally did. So uh, what happened this day on July twenty third, twenty twenty one? We're gonna find out right now. I didn't know this was gonna be happening today. Four o'clock. I am ecstatic to be a part of this. On this day by Britannica. Today we're looking on at this day. On this day. You could have anything in the world right now. What would it be? Oh, oh, more time for thinking. Why are there so many 
All right, so on this day in 1989, Daniel Radcliffe was born. Harry Potter, happy birthday to Harry Potter. Congratulations to him and his millions of dollars. You know, but since we're on this new day, today is actually another celebrity birthday. Oh, who is it? Today's J-Lo's 52nd uh, birthday. You love J-Lo. I do love me some J-Lo, and it just became insta-official with her and Ben Affleck. They shared a kiss on a yacht for her birthday. It's official. Uh, Benifer... 2.0 is back at it again. You love her. So, wait, so she is back with Batman guy? She is ben back Affleck? with uh, Ben Affleck. Oh my it's it's God. official. It's posted on her Instagram now. They're sharing sharing her 52nd birthday together. Rumor is they're looking at a $62 million mansion together in Holmley Hills, which is a very exclusive part of LA, which is called Billionaire Row. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, looking like things are rekindled for Benifer 2.0. Well, congratulations to them. Um, so they'll be moving to Hollywood and the hills, hanging out like the new celebrity couple. You know, those kind of people have multiple locations. You know, Jennifer, she's, she's located in, in, in Miami. That's where her family's at. Uh, you know, they have multiple homes in different parts of major cities. I thought she was Jenny from the block. Oh, she's long gone from Bronx. <laughs> what's this song that you like so much by her? Uh, what's this song? Her newest single? Is that? Yeah, Gambia el Vaso, which is Change Paths. Change Paths? Yeah, which is kind of the breakup song of Alex Rodriguez. You know, okay, alright. So, so there's a secret behind yeah, this. Yeah, taking a new path in life, going oh. a new direction, is Gambia el Vaso. Is there, uh, is there English captions on YouTube, or are they yeah, all in I Spanish? I so. <laughs> Just kidding. So. You're my you're my interpreter. You're always my great interpreter here. All right, what else happened? Let's see. So also today slash yesterday, twenty third, twenty fourth, was the death of Amy Winehouse, another person you like. Um, nineteen, sorry, nineteen, uh, two thousand eleven, British singer songwriter Amy Winehouse, who won five Grammy awards, uh, but struggled with substance abuse her entire life, succumbed and died at the age twenty seven. Um, you know, it's always sad when someone dies so young like that. I know you say there's like a, uh, you said there's a curse of the 27-year-olds? Yeah, there's a curse of like celebrities that die way too young. They don't make it past uh, 27 years old. Hmm. Um, I'll have to look this up, but it's kind of like this thing. I think, uh, who's the other guy that was young that passed away? Yeah, the DJ guy, Mac yeah, Miller. Brokeback Mountain. Oh yeah, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, yeah. I like how you like don't give me anything other than Brokeback Mountain because you know I would hey, never know. It. I got, got it. it. Yes. I'm so bad with celebrities. Uh, what else? Let's see. Uh, also in 1967, uh, a riot began in Detroit as African Americans and the city's police department were involved in a violent confrontation following a police raid on an illegal drinking club. Um, there was unrest for at least five days, and this is considered one of the first catalysts of the black militant uh, movement for the black power movement. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, can, we, can we go back to what I was just saying sure, about 27? So I was you know, doing a little Googling as I do. Mm-hmm. So it's Amy Winehouse that died at 27, Kurt Cobain that died at 27, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and Jim Morrison all died at the age of 27. Hmm. Kurt Cobain is... Nirvana. Nirvana, yes, 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 Nirvana. There's only, I mean, I like a lot of his songs, but they all kind of sound the same. You can tell by listening to some of his music that he was a troubled kind of and um, like Linkin Park. I go back and listen to some of the Chester Beddingfield from Linkin Park. You know some of his music, but you think they're just you think people are just expressing themselves musically. Um, 
you know, not everybody that tells a story or sings a song about suicide actually kills themselves or has a drug overdose, but it does seem like there's some kind of a, uh, this is the second time I've seen this on YouTube. There's a, on the Little Nas X video I played, Yeah. Industry, there was a fundraiser, and on this one there's a fundraiser too. It says uh, COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund for, for the World Health Organization, and they've raised seven million dollars. That's kind of interesting. So people are putting fundraisers behind some of these um, music videos on YouTube now. It's kind of cool. I That's like, different. I, like that. I never heard of that before. I mean, you know how much money is spent on a lot of these music videos. No, so it's, it was kind of a trend a few years ago to donate all the money that was going to be made for the video and just film yourself on your iPhone and just record yourself passing out money on the streets to people, as opposed to making like this multi-million dollar music video. Well, also back in uh, 1903, the Ford Motor Company sold the first automobile. It was called the Ford Model A, and that just came out five years before the famed Model T that most people know today and see it as like the first car of America. When they think of that in their mind, they think of like the Model T. Um, yeah, the Model T is kind of one of those classic cars. I think if you see Downtown Abbey and you see them in one of those little convertibles with like the, the spare wheel on the side of the car in the front by the like driver's side. It's it's the that's the Model A, the original Ford Model A. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Now that next time I watch Downton Abbey, because I I always go back and watch Downton Abbey like constantly. I'll uh, I'll have to check in that, see what it is. Oh, you showing me a picture? Oh uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. With the with the tire kind of on the um on the side with the white tires. Yeah, those are pretty cool. I yeah, I didn't think I've seen this vehicle in like an old I Love Lucy when they're gonna travel to California. Remember the crank? The they had to crank the car. Yeah. <laughs> Well, those were the good old days, the good old days. Well, thank you, Ford, for the Model T, and thanks. We don't have to crank our cars anymore. I guess it's time to crank other things. This is Dr. River Project, and thank you, Britannica, for keeping us so educated. Thank you for listening today. There's always more to read and discover at Britannica.com, where we have fact-checked stories of record. Links to more documents... Sources, videos, and of course... All right, so what else we got? If they Facts. said it online, then it must be true. This is Dr. Whoever's Flaky Found Facts. Hey, stupid, don't believe everything you hear. You're listening to the Dr. Whoever Project. All right, so I've already played this now, clip and uh, talked about it, but um, they basically talked about the uh, governor of Alabama. She came out and she was like, all right, stupid people, let's go. Let's get these uh, vaccines. Let's get them rolling. Uh, I just want to play the comment. Have you heard any of the comments from her? I haven't. Governor Ivy. I just want to play the, the clip and let you get your reaction on it. Because it's one of the things that I, it's the first person that's kind of came out and sounds like me and being like, all right, you idiots, let's fucking go and go in the right direction. We have all the ability and all the power and all the science and the money and the resources and the brain power and everything to go in the right direction but we're just not doing it because there's too many idiots out there that don't want to cooperate um but here i think she is talking about it and in the end i think she pops in let's see here if she comes self-inflicted pain what is it going to take to get people to get shots in our i don't know you tell me Folks supposed to have common sense. 
but it's time for to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. It's the unvaccinated folks that are letting us down. Boom, she said it. I so alive, I can't die, I'm in mind. Ahead of my time, like I climb into a pool. I'm the money all the time. Right. She's like, yeah, let's go, people, get these vaccines. You know, you've been complaining about being cooped up in your house for a year. Now you, now you don't. Now you want to be cooped up in your house again. Um, we can't, we can't go back in a negative direction. We just can't have that. What do you think, Jesse? Yeah, I 100% agree. This is kind of ridiculous. Now we've kind of had this like independence where the mask came off, everything opened up, and we kind of just like put all this like blind faith in the rest of the American people that they were going to do their part and get vaccinated. So we can kind of you know, just get shit going again. Like, everybody's so sick and tired of, like, having to wear a mask. Everybody's sick and tired of, like, not being able to go see a concert and hang out with friends and family. This was that, that Independence Day that we were all striving for. And yet we got this segment of the population that just refuses to get vaccinated. And we're now going back steps. I'm having a, it's 115 degrees in Vegas and I'm having to put on a mask again. It's just, it's too much, you know what I mean? And it's starting to get frustrating and we kind of pinpoint exactly who the, the people that are perpetrating and putting us backwards again. Yeah, my sister, I was talking to her um, earlier on the show, the part that comes after this, um, about she called me and she was with some of her friends in Charlotte hanging out and one of her friends like, oh yeah, I just got my first vaccine. She like just got it, you know, and I was worried about pregnancies. Oh, well, well, things I've heard in the news and from friends and, and I was like, well, where did you hear this? She's like, well, you know, you never know. You just want to be safe. And I get it. They want to be safe. But now people are starting to roll and say, it's, it's really going to turn into the people that are worried for significant medical hesitancy. They're starting to get it and be like, okay, cool. But the yeah. people that just don't want to get it because they don't want to cooperate, they're just not going to cooperate because they want to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, I have a friend also that I work with that... Uh, she she's young, so she didn't feel like she needed it, and she was kind of hesitant to see how things kind of played out. But you know, with this Delta virus and people starting to get hospitalized that are in her age demographic, she finally you know bit the bullet in like a couple days ago. She finally got her first vaccine. Congratulations! And kind of, yeah, and it's, it's it's cool, and I and I get that. But I mean, let's let's get this shit going. I'm over it. Let's do this. I agree. Time to get it going, people. It is so easy. So can, easy. They've made it so people, easy. It's one hundred percent free. Free. And if you play your cards right, you can even get like a concert ticket, uh, gift cards. You could even win a million dollars. Yeah, here in Vegas, you could you could win a million dollars. There's a lottery every couple of weeks. There's people on the news. Yeah, I wish I would have waited a little bit. I didn't get a chance to win anything. Cause wow, we got it. Click, click, click. Let's go. Let's go well, get the vaccine. Get the shit done. Still in. The, oh, that was the raffle. Yeah, anybody that. that's got a shot from day one till now is in is in the mix. Well, nice, nice. Well, here, uh, since you're back, I do want to show you this. Um, I know we were talking about this little Nas video last night, and um, I already talked about it, but I'd prefer to talk about it with you. It makes it more fun. LGBTQ plus news making headlines. Stand clear. There will be glitter. All right, so this little Nas X video, um, you've seen it, you like it. Uh, all the TV's not on on that side, but you've seen it already. You know how it goes. Um, we watched last night. We were talking about it. Uh, what's your, you know, what's your take on it? A little overboard? Too much? Not enough? Oversexualized? It should be more sexualized? What do you, what, what's your feelings on it? 
thought the video was pretty cool. It was like a whole different take on What'd you say about the beginning? It was like 50 Cent? I couldn't remember what yeah, that was. Yeah, so I don't know if you've seen the beginning of the video. He's like doing Years ago, He's maybe. like from the ceiling hanging down doing like yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, That's like an homage, homage, homage. To, uh -huh. to, yeah, to 50 Cent, like in the club. I think that that was a song okay, where he okay. was in a prison cell doing the, uh, the, the upside down sit-ups. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I thought the video was like really well done, like artistically. Kind of, it's cool seeing gay culture. It is very, uh, by a gay person. very in your face with the gay. But I mean, I mean, to be honest, not really. There's no sexual. There's no sex. There's really not much touching. There's just a lot of dancing, and it's like they're fully clothed in like jumpsuits. Yeah, to be honest with you, there's nothing different from a Cardi B video or a Lady Gaga no. video. I mean. It's just, it looks it's just cool. It's visually appealing. It. Yeah, I, I think you did a great job. And the, the nudity, we are, we're, we have bodies, then we get naked. I mean, that's what people look like when they're naked. Some people look better than others when they're naked. It's just like reality. Um, this obviously, they want to get some nice, good-looking people in the video, and then they blur them out. But what I thought was funny, watching it the second time, I know you can't see it because the monitor is not on, so I wasn't expecting you today, but um, when you watch it again, look at the pixels around the wiener and the butt. They're large. Like, if you're trying to make things not more noticeable, they'd be small little pixels. But they made them like big pixels, so you can see flopping and movement going around. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty, I thought that was actually pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny that they like, uh, left some like flopping around in there and stuff. My favorite part is, is it's like, putting black gay culture out there. There's just so stigma with, you know, being black and being gay. And having someone that represents the community as well as he does. And, you know, spotlighting, and, and as you can tell by the backup dancers, they're also black males, it's not traditional, you know, white backup dancers. I think it's great representation that we've been lacking in the back community. I agree. I have no idea. This guy, like, this rapper's good. Yeah, Jack Harlow. You know how white I am. I was like reading it, I was like, Jack Harlow? <laughs> Who's it? I don't know anything, but well, I just wanted to get you on, get your opinion on that. Well, thanks for coming back in and doing a little re-record for me. I appreciate it. Um, we're going to travel in time right now back to yesterday and put this all together somehow. Thanks for hanging out on the Dr. Ever Project. We'll be back again for another show for season two. Hang in there. It can only get better from here. Subscribe, like... In some ways, we're traveling in time now. We just happen to be prisoners of the present and the eternal transition from the past. Time travel is a widely recognized concept in philosophy and science fiction. But is it possible in real life? Which is what makes time travel possible. What does physics tell us about time travel? Is it possible to travel to the past travel or the future? fraction of the speed of light, time will tick more slowly for you okay. than all your loved bye ones. Bye-bye! If your journey is too long, you might be gone for 10 years and everyone else on Earth ages 100. So you've effectively gone into the future and then everyone you knew when you left Earth is now dead. If you want to go into the past, that's a little more problematic. There are people who... is now dead. If you want to go into the past, that's a little more problematical. There are people who recognize it worked! <laughs> it worked!
I finally invent something that works. Put your ass in words. Come on, we've got to sneak this back to my lab. path you can take around two moving black holes that haven't quite collided yet, where you can end up in the past. Time travel is a widely recognized concept in philosophy and science fiction. But is it possible in real life? What does physics tell us about time travel? Is it possible? I just realized my microphone was off this entire time, so I wonder what any of that is going to sound like when I um, come back and I'm able to to hear it later on. So we'll see about that. Because I was at one point, I was thinking about uh, muting yours so I could, um, you know, just not not hear any background noise. And I think I went and muted mine yeah. instead. <laughs> Oh, oh well, no. what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? It's all right. Life goes on. Life goes on. Um, I might. I can always go back and redo that set if I need to. But who knows? Yeah, There's always more to read and discover at Britannica.com, where we have fact-checked stories of record, links to more documents, sources, videos, and of course. Podcasts. Well, thank you very much, Britannica. Let's move on to some other things. What's going on right now? Let's get into some like Doctor Whoever facts. If they said it online, then it must it. be true. This is Doctor Whoever's flaky found facts. Hey, stupid! Don't believe everything you hear. You're listening to the Doctor Whoever Project. So now, um, COVID. Uh, everybody's scared of the COVID right now. It is serious. Um, Alabama, the governor of Alabama of all places, came out and she was like, hey, bitches, it's your fault. Um, you, in your face. You unvaccinated people, you're causing the problem. She just basically came out and was like, hey, you know, let's get to it, people. Um, I think I have a video clip of her. Uh, let's see if I can pull that up. This is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Remember, the science is clear. Vaccines are safe and vaccines work. But efforts to convince people to get the shot have fallen short, particularly in some Republican-led states. In fact, all but one of the 10 states with the lowest vaccination rates have Republican governors. Mississippi and Alabama are the only states that have yet to vaccinate even 35%. I will say North Carolina is not on this list. We're like barely there, but we're not quite on the list of the most unvaccinated. This is now... Back to the video. We're, we're, we're pretty much up there. Oh, North Carolina is pretty up there. Nevada is uh, not too far from it, too. Um, but let's finish this video. I want to hear what the governor actually said. In fact, all but one of the 10 states with the lowest vaccination rates have Republican governors. Mississippi and Alabama are the only states that have yet to vaccinate even 35% of their population. And Alabama's Republican governor says it's time to point fingers at those who refuse to follow the science. Listen to Kay Ivey. Kay Ivey, let's go. These folks are choosing a horrible lifestyle of self-inflicted pain. What is it going to take to get people to get shot tonight? I don't know. You tell me. Folks supposed to have common sense. But it's time to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. The unvaccinated folks that are letting us think. Preach, preach, Governor Ivy. It is unvaccinated folks that are letting us down. We're getting back to the point where we were before. 
I mean, it's like going to a bathhouse in the 90s or the 2000s and coming out and expecting like, oh yeah, I didn't get HIV. Oh, oh yeah, you know. <laughs> it's like, come on people, let's go. You know it's out there. You know the virus is out there. It's everywhere. You know it's spreading worse than ever. And then you're surprised. You're surprised when you got COVID or somebody else got COVID. This is silly. It's just like oh, ridiculous. All right, what else we got? What else is going on? They're crazy masking rules. Oh, so... The new masking rules are coming out, obviously, and that's like that's putting people's minds into like a little bit of craziness because it's like, oh, we just stopped this, and now we're now we're going back to these these masking rules. Um, I think I have a clip here of the Fox and Friends people trying to explain it to each other, and these people, these three people on a couch hosting a morning show, cannot even seem to explain masking rules to themselves, much less the American people. All right, let's go to that. CDC is going to say everyone over the age of under the age of 12 should probably be wearing a mask in school. Those over the age of 12, if you're vaccinated, you shouldn't wear a mask. If you aren't vaccinated, you should be wearing a mask. So that's unbelievable. Kid abuse again. The kid kids abuse. Are not vaccinated. The problem is no, they're not. They don't need to be vaccinated. By statistically, they don't need to be vaccinated. The worry is the kid would pick it up at school. I guess that is the worry that the kid would pick it up um, at school. What do you think, Jesse? Um, what's your opinion on the kids wearing masks in schools? I, mean, I think it's a good idea because um, right now we're, we're in a phase where like adults are not being responsible. Uh, there's all these just Delta virus going around. It's way more potent than the original virus. It is mutated, and the kids are the ones that are ending up getting sick nowadays, which is kind of messed up. It know, does seem like they don't have the choice. I saw this like yeah, trashy ash. I saw this like trashy ash woman on like the news the other day. It was like yesterday. Um, she was talking about she has a kid at home that's sick with COVID, and they've been sick for a couple weeks. They're like having long call symptoms or whatever, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm still not going to get vaccinated. Uh, I don't trust the government. Like that should be illegal. I'm sorry that that is child that is child abuse. You know what's not child abuse? Putting a piece of nice soft cloth on your face. What is child abuse is letting a kid sit home that is sick and not get them help." and not go get vaccinated so the kid does not uh, continue to get sicker and sicker. Boo on you, trashy-ass people. All right, what else What else we got? I know there's, like, the Olympics is going on. Uh, so, all right, we're going to... Um, I do want to play one more clip. You know, like, that Tucker guy on, on Fox News? We were talking about the Fox earlier, um, you know. So, he, he's, uh, he's, he's trying to pick on this black this black officer from the Capitol Police officers from the January 6th thing. Um, this guy, he's like this big, tall, black guy. He looks like it'd be like, um, what's the guy from Law & Order? The black guy, rapper from Law & Order? Ice-T, is that right? Oh, Ice-T? Yeah, he looks like yeah. he could be like Ice-T's brother, this like police uh, officer from the Capitol. Uh, he's really cool. He's a really cool looking guy. He's been on Anderson. He's been on... Um, uh, he's been on uh, Don Lemon. He's, he's been on all a bunch of shows. He's met Aunt Nancy Pelosi. He's met quite Omar. He's met the Squad. But I guess he put some some stuff on his social media, referring to that and referring to the fact that he's been there and talking with these people. And like, I guess Tucker Carlson has a problem with that. Even though Tucker Carlson goes in his show every night and talks all kinds of nonsense, at least this guy is out there trying to be somewhat supportive and help people understand what happened. Uh, I'm gonna go to that clip here in one second.
All right, let's get to that clip of Tucker making fun of this uh, police officer that got attacked and actually, I think, had some injuries on January 6th. So the committee will proceed with one party. What will it look like? We'll think MSNBC with subpoena power. On Tuesday, Pelosi will call a Capitol police officer called Harry Dunn. Dunn will pretend to speak for the country's law enforcement community. But it turns out Dunn has very little in common with your average cop. Dunn is an angry left-wing political activist whose social media feeds are full of praise, not coincidentally, for Nancy Pelosi. Here's a picture of the two of them together. Racism is so American, Harry Dunn wrote in one post, that when you protest it, people think you're protesting America. Hashtag, leave it to whites to tell blacks what is racist. Hashtag, I stand with Elon Omar. Maybe she does stand with Elon Omar and, and, and the squad and... Nancy Pelosi, of course she does. Of course, of course this guy does. Of, of course he does. He is standing physically there with them, shaking their hands. So he does stand with them uh, on social media and in real life. Like, I don't understand that at all. That was just one of the silliest things I've actually heard him say, um, Tucker Carlson. He just likes to say, say whatever, and these people are just so stupid to believe it. Um, but that's enough about that. Uh, let's get in some new, new news that everybody needs to know about. So, Doctor Whoever's new, new news. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, come on in. Tell me, what's the news? All right, this is Doctor Whoever's new new news. Uh, it is July twenty third, so we're gonna we're gonna get into it here in a second. Uh, Jesse's gonna jump off because he's gonna get his oil changed. I think I'm gonna get my oil changed. They want me to come in either to make him swim in more than likely. That's all good. Just hang out. Just jump off whenever you need to. I'll probably jump off and I'll join you guys in the later part of the show. Perfect. Talk to you later, Doctor Whoever. Alright, later. So much destruction. Okay. This reporter asks why. What am I getting so worked up about? I'm sure that by tomorrow this whole ugly mess will be a funny memory. <laughs> a top story tonight. We now go live to a reporter on the scene. The Doctor Whoever Project is on air. Real discussions that matter with just a pinch of nonsense. Get bent back into shape with the Doctor Whoever Project. All right, so if you missed it, the Olympics uh, are going on right now. you can't turn on NBC and not know it's happening. That's for sure. Um, that's definitely for sure. They want to make sure they make their money back <laughs> on this investment. The same with the country of China, uh, Japan. Um, not China. Japan. That is Japan. J- the Japanese two people o'clock. are... Well, two o'clock. Thank you, computer. It is uh, a lot different over there in Japan than it is in uh, China. The people of Japan are more considerate. They're very... 
they listen to the government. They don't want to put anybody out. So I get why they want to keep having this because they, they, they put on all this time and money. I get it. They spent lots of money. It looks really nice. If this was done in China, it might, you know, it might not have worked out as well because of things that were going on before with the previous administration and this administration. Who knows? Also, the fact that people are now blaming them for the, the rise of the virus that I don't think can really be traced to them. But we're going to get back into the news. So Tokyo, Tokyo Olympic leaders don't rule out canceling these games. But I will keep updated on the Olympics. I kind of want to know what's going on myself. Uh, I like watching the Summer Olympics much more than the Winter Olympics anyway. The skateboarding, the surfing, some of that looks pretty cool. And I definitely will be watching the men's gymnastics and the men's uh, wrestling. You know, I'll definitely find a gay bar and I'll see if I can watch that somewhere, you know. Don't you worry, I'll, I'll keep you informed on that. But moving on from that, Jeff Bezos, you know, he blasted up into space yesterday, today, I don't even know anymore. It's like, it's like the moon having changing all the time nowadays. Like, what, every day, every week, there's some weird new solar, celestial moon event that's going on, and like, now every week, some new billionaire is blasting off in outer space. Eh, I'm kind of over it, whatever. But um, let's move on to some more things that are, that are like going on that affect you, affect me, and affect more people out there than like, you know, these billionaires that are um, just blasting up into space. Hey, as long as I get my packages on time, if you're going to start shipping me packages from space, you know, like 30 minute shipping. Now that's, that's, that sounds good. I can go for some 30 minute shipping now, Jeff Bezos. Let, let's get on that. All right, in other news, former Trump inaugural chairman Thomas Barrick has been indicted and I think he's already out. Um, let's go to that clip. What we got here? Let's go back to the breaking news we began the hour with. The arrest of former chairman of Trump's 2017 inaugural fund, Thomas Barrick. Joining us now, NBC News investigative reporter Tom Winter. So let's start with exactly what we know, what these charges are, and how serious they are. Uh, basically, at the heart of the matter, uh, Chris, is that this was an effort, according to federal prosecutors, Thomas Barrick to work on behalf of the government of the United Arab Emirates, represent them, and then not file the appropriate things he would need to file to do that. Okay, so let's talk about what that is. Say it's lobbying, although this is a pretty direct effort and goes a little bit further than what we've seen other people that have been charged with Farah in that he directly communicated to the White House. Uh, I'll give you a, an example. Okay, so this is basically somebody comes over to this Thomas Barrick guy at a party or something, puts his hand on his shoulder, and he's like, hey, bro. Like we'd really like to work with Trump and get some 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 amazing things going for the um, United Arab Emirates here. Uh, maybe we'll open a hotel, resort, a bank. Maybe we can do some stuff in America. You can do things here. Blah 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 blah. I don't know the specifics, but these are the this is the gist of it, people. These backroom deals that were going on behind the scenes amongst these rich, powerful people. And then and that's fine though. That's all good. No problem with that. That that's great. Go for it. Make your deals. You know uh, that's what people do. But when it comes down to the president of the United States and people that are elected by the American people, 
are being swayed by foreign rich people from foreign countries basically we can't have that and that is why this is illegal let's go back to the breaking news we began the hour with oh, so that the was the end of that clip so yeah he's arrested but he's already out i'll make sure we didn't miss anything uh, to the executive assistant to the president, President Trump requesting to speak with them as he had, quote, something very important to share about the Middle East. So this was an effort. Yeah, so his quote was, we had something very important States. You know, about the Middle East. Do, they were just trying to get something over on the president, use him for favors, basically. But, I mean, it's not like you borrowing someone's truck and, you know, putting some gas in it and calling it a day and say, hey, you know, favor returned. Um, these are powerful people that control the world basically so it's it's a lot different than that um just it's completely different and when you have nonsense going on behind the scenes and people are not are not held accountable because of other shadowy figures that are afraid of the primary head of state just can't have that can't have that all right what else is going on today let's see uh we have a new member of the trump crime gang that's for damn sure so that's that's that. But then, I mean, who else is here right now? Who else we got that just won't go away? Oh, <laughs> all right. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, two people that are just kind of hanging in there and they just won't go away in the news. This is a Doctor Whoever project. We'll be right back. I don't know why some girls go out of their way to hate me. It's like, calm your ass down and come smoke a bowl with me, you weird ass bitch. Shit, I'm cool as fuck. The fuck? Involving a former Department of Justice official. On March 16th, my father got a text message. Sure, he did. Alright, so you know who's back in the news. Yeah, it's that douchebag. Matt Gates, so we're gonna talk about him in just a second. If I'm out by four, that's all I need. And I don't think I'm gonna get You're startled by the sight of it, grossed out and disgusted. It's obscene and enough to make your skin crawl. For most of us, bugs, especially cockroaches, are just plain nasty to have around the house. If you live with cockroaches, you may feel the immediate need to use insecticide to poison them. Scientists have recently reported, however, that this approach will not work because, like it or not, roaches are highly adept at survival. How are they able to survive so well? I Bring it on. Buddy, you're a coconut, you got a hairy butt. Hate to tell you that you're gonna be cracked someday. You got CJ in your face. Alright, so Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, they're back. Uh, the controversial pair was forced to address supporters outside on the streets in Riverside uh, City Hall after three California venues said, nah, we don't want you here. <laughs> I love it. They're like, 
Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates. They don't. Nobody wants to be associated with these fools. Um, even people in their own party, they don't want to deal with this shit. Like they're like, what the hell, man? Like, you know, you're just being a complete douche. Um, Republican rat Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene hoped the third time might be the charm for finding California venues to host their America First rally. Mm, America First, huh? Sounds awesome. Green used peaceful protest against communism to hawk vaccine hesitancy. And um, let's see. Uh, and then she assured the crowd, uh, don't let them force you to take a vaccine. Don't let them force you to put your kids, um, to kids to wear a mask in school. Blah, blah, blah. Don't let them force you to do anything that's not FDA approved. Hey, I, I, I'm getting, I agree with that. I'm, I've said that yesterday. I'll say that again. I get why people might not want to get a vaccine that's not FDA approved, but don't go out there and like tell people fake ass shit. Um, to try to stir up drama that's not really there. Um, Gates, who is currently under federal investigation for sex trafficking and abuse of minors, railed against the corrupt forces in the Department of Justice and the FBI and complained that the private venue's refusal to host the pair amounted to an infringement of the freedom of speech. They love going with that. That's like their favorite thing. Hey, freedom of speech, hey, freedom of speech, hey, blah, blah, blah. Until somebody says something that they don't like and then uh, that freedom of speech is gone from there. I think I do have a clip of Matt Gates. Have I used the five clip yet? To be honest, I don't even know. I think I do have a clip of uh, Matt Gates. So let's uh, let's throw this out here. Congressman Matt Gates here at Riverside City Hall, and I am inviting all of my fellow patriots to join me and Marjorie Taylor Greene here tonight, 5 p.m. We're having a peaceful protest against communism. These folks, they try to cancel our venues, but they can never cancel our patriotism or our American spirit. Come tonight, 5 p.m., protected First Amendment speech. I can't wait to see all of my fellow patriots at the Riverside City Hall. <coughs> They'll hear us all throughout. I'm really so stupid. <laughs> That is uh, so stupid. Just get over it, bro. Like, nobody likes you anymore. You'll be in jail pretty soon. Or you'll waste all your money just trying to get lawyers to, like, not end up in jail. <laughs> I do love that. Those two douchebags are so ridiculous. I can't wait till they're gone. All right, what else is going on? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so because of Matt Gates, I'm blaming this on Matt Gates. Um, Venmo has actually changed their privacy policy. So if you're not friends with people, you can't go on and see, like, what they're doing anymore. I always put that as private anyway. Like, there's some, I always thought it was kind of weird on Venmo. Like, why did everybody, like, I don't even know half these people. I was like Snapchat. Like, who the fuck are half these people? I don't even know who you are. Uh, like, with your weird screen names and, like, you don't know, you were, like, 200 pounds. Like, your emoji is 170. Like, lies what kind of lies are you trying to do here all right we're gonna get right back and uh we're gonna get into lgbtq alphabet people news we'll be right back on the doctor whoever project stand by yes queen yes queen yes queen yeah! lgbtq plus news making headlines stand clear there will be glitter like feminine, or are you more like feminine? I can already tell when you open your mouth, a rainbow fell out. Okay, girl, bye. Bye. Most Americans are repelled by the mere notion of homosexuality. The CBS News survey shows that two out of three Americans look upon homosexuals with disgust. No matter what your preacher say, no matter what your preacher say, there's no fighting to you. Yes, queen, yes, queen, yes, queen. 
This is the well, hello, Ashley. You called in right as I was uh, ending a segment. How's it going? How's it going? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Good. I'm here with my friend Maddie. Oh, how's it going, Maddie? Hi. What are you guys up to? Um, we're at the pool in Charlotte. Of course you are. You live in you live in Charlotte nowadays. It seems like. Well, he would. That is, I give you, I give you, uh, I, I, I believe you on that. Hickory's a little boring sometimes. Well, what's going on in Hickory? How's it, how's life, uh, how's the opening life? The, um, it kind of, I mean, everything's kind of getting pretty much back to normal in Hickory, I feel like. I mean, yeah, same I thing mean, here in Vegas as well. Was... Sorry, I'm like, like manhandling I mean, my microphone. I'm vaccinated. Maddie is not vaccinated but she should be i'm gonna get vaccinated calm down maddie what are you doing get vaccinated come on now don't be a trump don't be a trumper well have you guys had any um what, what are your hurdles like it's something we talk about on my show a lot what are your what are your hurdles like why did you not do it just timing like my sister didn't even get it done until this week I, you know so it's like i got mine months yeah. ago so it's, is it time is I told Jesse and some when they were doing uh, vaccine drives like a couple months ago, I was like, some people just want to go. Some people don't ever want to go get a vaccine. They want to like somebody to come to them and give it to them, you know? So like, if you make it easy, was it easy when you got your vaccine? Hang on, what? Was it easy when you got it? Could you just like go get it and get it easily? Oh yeah, I literally went... Yeah, I went online and went to um, Walgreens.com and literally clicked on it and made an appointment that day and got to drive there in like five minutes and get it. But um, Maddie said one of her hurdles was there's just not enough research on it. And I think that was my thing, too. Like, yeah, of course, you want to do the right thing, but you also want to protect yourself. And nope. with everything like that's new, you have to do your own research. And so I think I just wanted to wait a, I just wanted to wait a little bit. I, I, I totally feel you on that. Like, I, I said that, too. Like, I'm not that worried, personally. I think it's, I mean, I'm, I'm just not worried, really. Um, yeah, but I don't, but I try I not to be like a worry person. A, yeah, but also guys and males don't have, I feel like, as much worry about it as females. That's a real thing because a lot of research that's come out isn't dictated towards males. It's dictated towards, directed towards females. Like, oh, you're not going to, you're going to be infertile. You're going to have a lot of females are coming out with blood clots. Like, it's more of a female issue than it is a male issue so yeah males can go get it whenever they want they don't have to fear that kind of stuff but now where are I you seeing this i haven't heard more. i haven't personally heard any like reputable reporting well, yeah. of, of, of anything you've said from well, any real kind of, I, medical person well yeah i think this was just like a thing that went around and you know how stuff gets posted like one person gotcha. posts something and then no 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 i totally agree I know, I know what you're talking about mm-hmm yeah, yeah, but yeah. but you so, understand now that once you see more people getting it and people more people talking about it, um, and millions of people around the world are getting it, now your friends and yourself have felt more comfortable. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. So oh, I good, think that good, has good. a big part to play in it too. Is just comfortability when you want to make sure you're getting something for the right reason, and you like seeing other people do it. Doctors are doing it. People in healthcare are doing it. And I had to write a paper the other day. I think I might have called you to ask for help on it or something. You you're, did. Or not help, but you're and it was good vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine be mandatory for healthcare workers. And it was also, I had to talk about should 
eight positive HIV patients have to be is should it be mandatory they disclose their information to healthcare workers and then by vice versa like should healthcare workers positive with that. It's just, I don't know, it's just interesting to like think about your different like sides and how different people think about such serious topics. It is. I mean it's it's always good to share your opinion. I'm not gonna lie. I just like spilt coffee over here, so uh <laughs> yeah, well, we got it. We're about to go back, head back to the pool, but um, All right. I talk. Yeah, I'm glad you called. I saw I saw you ringing in on the thing. Um, I'm like, yes, yes. yeah, so I just right. made well, a mess, but I'm glad you good. and your friends are vaccinated. That's good, you know. Bye. All right, bye. All right, bye. All right, we're going to get back into LGBTQ plus news right now. I'm going to clean up this coffee that I spilled and we're gonna be right back on the Dr. Grabber Project. Hang out. Queen, yes, queen, yes, queen, yes, queen! Yeah! LGBTQ plus news making headlines. Stand clear, there will be glitter. Like feminine, or are you more like masculine? Feminine, I can already tell when you open your mouth, the rainbow fell out. <laughs> okay, girl, bye. Bye. Most Americans are repelled by the mere notion of homosexuality. The CBS News survey shows that two out of three Americans look upon homosexuals with disgust. No matter what you preach or say. No matter what you preach or say. There's no fighting tonight. You can't breathe again. Yes, queen, yes, queen, yes, queen. Yeah! Hey, you over there. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Stand All right, well, that's kind of cleaned up. Good enough. Well, that'll be good enough for for now until I finish wrapping this up for the day. So, all right, let's see. So, uh, in LGBTQ plus news today, there's like it's a new movie that's coming out. I was really excited to see, um, to actually watch the movie. It uh, stars, I'm terrible with actor names. It stars Mark Wahlberg. And it's a true story of a gay teen and his dad. The dad's name is Joe Bell. And uh, the son has some issues in high school, ends up committing suicide. And then the father goes around the country, um, walks actually all the way around the country, ends up in New York City to talk with kids about bullying. Uh, let's get that clip. If you were me, would you rather live in La Grande or New York City? I happen to love La Grande, so... Uh-uh. What does La Grande have? Exactly. Nothing. What does New York City have? It has Broadway and Gaga. No. Lady Gaga. Don't do it. Don't do what? Listen to me when I say you're beautiful and your way because God makes no mistakes. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. Excuse me, I didn't know you knew the words. Don't hide yourself in regret. Just love yourself and you're set. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. All right. We're not doing that again. Hey, Dad. Can I talk to you for a minute? I'm getting picked on by these guys at school. Why is that? Because I'm not like them. It's got to be more than that. Why do you like them? Because I'm, I'm different. That's just, not an answer, Jade. Because no. I'm gay. We won't let nature take its course, all right? It'll work itself out. Joe. What? It's not going to work itself out. What about therapy? I don't need therapy. They do. Look at this fag. In 2013, Joe Bell left his home in LaGrange, a small town in the northeast corner of Oregon, to walk across the country in honor of his 15-year-old son, Jaden, who had died in February a few weeks after attempting suicide. Bell and his wife, Lola, a local nation, a, no, a local national news outlet at the time, that Jaden had been bullied for being gay, but online at school, both online and at school, after his son's death, 
in a hospital in Portland, in Oregon, Bell and the family and the friends started Faces for Change anti-bullying organization. He planned to walk across the country to New York City where Jaden had talked about living and he speak with students and school administrators throughout his journey. Right there in front of me. God, queens are everywhere now. Can we turn that off? That wasn't even an appetizer of what I have to deal with day in and day out. Well, that's because you were in everybody's face about it. I wonder where I got that one from. There's a lot of things I've learned out here. Nobody but me for company. I still feel Jaden's presence. <laughs> well, I still got a long road ahead of me. So check that movie out. It looks pretty good. I, uh, I'm definitely going to be checking that out myself. There's a couple other little spoiler alerts in the article. I don't want to share them because I want to watch it myself. We're going to get back into LGBTQ plus news. We'll be right back on the Dr. Grabber Project. Blowing minds from coast to coast. The doctor is in. Hear anonymous experts with insider information straight from the source. Get the facts and judge for yourself at Dr. Alright, let's get back into some other LGBTQ plus news. I didn't know I had this much going on right now. Alright, have you ever heard of queer baiting? I've actually never heard of it myself. Uh, it, it's this term that just popped up in this Rolling, Star, still, Rolling Stones article I was reading a second ago. Um, so I guess they're they're blaming celebrities for queer baiting. The caption photo is um, one of the Jonas Brothers, the cute one. I guess it's Nick Jonas. He's like making a little face and he's got the microphone stand like in his wiener area. Like kind of a big microphone stand out like a wiener and his microphone kind of out. You know, so it's, they're saying he's obviously trying to connect with homosexual men. Uh, they say like uh, pop singer Billy Ellish, I guess, put out some video recently advertising a sleepover with a bunch of girls, like all kind of in the video, all cuddling up together and stuff. I mean, is this just what people are doing now? They're more open with each other. They're more open with joking around about sexuality because it's more fluid, um, just because people don't really care as much anymore about who's sleeping with who, especially these celebrities. Like, you might be thinking at your house and your home and your church, driving in your car about who's doing who, but most people really don't. Most people really don't care. I just thought this was an interesting article that they pointed out and gave a name to it. So, hey, we learned something today. Queer baiting. Are they doing it? Do you care? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, I put on here that there's an article. Oh, okay. I have an article for something else. All right. There is breaking, breaking LGBTQ plus alphabet people news. Breaking news just in. Feel free to turn your head and cough. Yes, queen, yes, queen, yes, queen. Yeah! LGBTQ plus news <laughs> making headlines. All right, so who's this guy? So 13 Reasons. If, if you haven't seen 13 Reasons, it's a show. Uh, it's about a girl that ends up committing suicide because she was bullied in school, actually. And it goes on to tell the story about how she was bullied. And as, as you're watching it, you're, you're kind of thinking, oh, like, was she really bullied? It didn't look that bad, blah, blah, blah. But you kind of get to hear her inner monologue and understand really how she was feeling. Um, there's someone else from that show, Tommy Dorfman. 
and um, he's here to reintroduce himself. So let's get into that. Oh, I'm so nervous. Okay, uh, I'm here to reintroduce myself. And who are you reintroducing yourself as? I am reintroducing myself as Tommy Dorfman. My pronouns are she/her. I'm still an actor, still a writer, <laughs> still a creative, still a storyteller, and I'm also a woman. All right, so Tommy Dorfman. Fame, celebrity from 13 Reasons. He played a gay character in the show. I think he was the yearbook guy. If I'm, I think he was the yearbook photography editor. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to mix two words together. He did something with the yearbook. I can't remember what it was exactly. Um, tall, slender guy. I didn't think he was very attractive, but he actually makes a more attractive female, in my opinion. Um, but he's coming out saying that he is a woman. Um, let's see if he's got anything else. Houses during the pandemic. Some people changed their hair. Just gone. There go the goggles with the cakes like always. It's really daunting and really scary to embark on that journey, especially because I'm at the beginning of my career. And what does it mean even for me to come from where I am and the fears that I'm feeling um, to find compassion and empathy towards my trans brothers and sisters who are more disenfranchised than myself, right? And so I think for me, it, it really took everything going away. Me alone in my bed, trying to imagine what my life at 60 would look like. And all I could see was a woman. Well, he did explain that pretty well. I, that was a, he had a good way with words there, the words he used to express himself and explain um, the feelings he was going through. I'm, I'm fine with anyone doing anything they feel like they should do. If you need something for your mental stability, if it's marijuana, if it's being a woman, if it's going for a walk, if it's getting an emotional support animal, I'm all for it. I think people should be doing more things that um, they know will help them and doing less things that are hurtful. Um, but that's just my opinion on that. Uh, let's move on. Let's get into some local Las Vegas news. What's going on in Las Vegas right now? Uh, I think there's been some interesting developments in the homeless, uh, for the homeless here in Las Vegas, which is great because so many cities I've lived in have had like these terrible issues with homeless people like all the time. There's always some kind of problem. So uh, we'll be right back. Let's get into some local Las Vegas stripped down news. All right, so Las Vegas, it looks like they have created a shuttle service for um, for some of the homeless. That's awesome. I love that. We need more things like that uh, in, in other cities around the country. Oh, yeah, see, the city, of un the city of Las Vegas unveils a shuttle for the homeless. All right, so I think I have a clip on this one, but it connects a lot of different places that people might need. Clark County Social Services, uh, Legal Aid. NV Job Connect, Southwest Medical, Goodwill Career Center, and the Nevada, Nevada, I'm going to get this right, the Nevada DMV. I think I have a clip. Let me get to that clip here. Hang out. This is the Dr. Rapper Project. All right, so here's that clip. That was quicker than I thought it would be. 
Members of the homeless population who don't have means of transportation to get a job or get medical services will now be able to take advantage of a free shuttle. Take a look, it's called the Arrow. It will connect the Courtyard Homeless Resource Center on Foremaster Lane to 19 essential services all over the valley. Some of the main ones are listed on your screen there. The two-route service will run seven days a week from 8.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. with the first and last stop at the Courtyard Homeless Resource Center. The city says it's just the latest step on a major push to end homelessness. Uh, if you look at all the work our community services team has done, it's been extraordinary in a very short period of time. The commitment that the city has made to eradicate homelessness is uh, beyond approach. If you look at the investment they're making in our Courtyard Homeless Resources Center down on Foremaster Lane, $26 million investment to help uh, provide services for our homelessness, uh, you know, the city is, is doing magnificent work. The city does seem like they're doing some great stuff. Uh, that needs to be done. There needs to be more acceptance of the fact that we do have homeless people in this country and they need to have some kind of respect. Um, there's so many cities out there that just let them just shit on the streets and piss everywhere. I mean, we already have dogs that are doing that. Last thing we need is humans that are out there doing it too. So I, I definitely applaud the city of Las Vegas and this Aero bus, the A. R-R-O-W, make sure we get that everyone, the Aerobus, and this is Fox 5, KVVU-TV, Las Vegas, and uh, we're going to be right back on the Doctor Whoever Project. We're going to move on to some pop culture news, um, but it is nice to know that there are people out there helping other people. It makes you kind of want to help out even more, so if you're not doing anything good for someone today, go out try to make yourself feel a little bit better by helping someone else out. Make them feel better definitely make you feel better too. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. We'll be right back. This is Hollywood. 230. The most famous, the most glamorous place in the world. It's a place of dreams, hopes, and riches, and its streets are filled with the studios, homes, and landmarks that are monuments to its greatness. Let's go Hollywood backstage and see this unique and fascinating place called Hollywood. What does Hollywood look like? Well, starting from Hollywood and Vine, you're within walking distance of the famous Capitol Tower. It looks like a stack of records. There's the Hollywood Bowl, where you can enjoy the finest music in the world, under the stars and next to the stars. Then there's the studios that are the heart of this motion picture world. And these are just the studios that are within walking distance of downtown Hollywood. By the rise of streaming services. There's so many things to watch nowadays. I, uh, I love all these services, there. these streaming uh, services. Um, HBO Max has been one of my favorite can, ones right now. Um, it is almost like having cable television now. You could have anything you want. Disney, Paramount, HBO Max, Netflix, Hulu. We talked about Chucky yesterday. He's going to be on Sci-Fi. It's like USA and Sci-Fi working together. I don't even know anymore. I don't care. That's the thing. I don't care. You could, I don't care who makes the show. Just make me a good show. And there's so many services out there trying to compete to make the best show. So we're getting such amazing content right now. There's some real good stuff out there. Um, there's a new show on HBO. I haven't even watched it yet, but it's, it's really trying to draw me in. It's uh, called The White Lotus. <laughs> There's some White Lotus news. I do want to get into that. Uh, it's a dark comedy series about a group of friends. They go stay at this uh, luxury Hawaiian resort. Uh, and then when they arrive, there's like, you know, they're all trying to like 
figure each other out and get in each other's heads, it looks like. And there's people are insecure because they're, they're older now. They're, they're not hot young like they used to be, but they're going to this like nice vacation hotel. Um, in the first episode, I guess, like the guy comes out. What's his name? Oh, I'm not good at celebrity people. Um, but the guy, the head guy comes out. I think his name is like Mark. And he's like, has his like wiener all like flopping out and stuff. Um, Steve Zahn, Z-A-H-N. Um, and he's like, everybody's asking if that was his real penis, which I thought was just kind of funny that like, that's like a topic of the news right now. It's like news headline. Was that, was that Steve Zahn's real penis? Right, let's see if I can play a clip of the actual show. The goal is to disappear behind our masks as pleasant, interchangeable helpers. It's tropical kabuki. Aloha. Tropical kabuki. We're on our honeymoon. You're such valued guests. Welcome to the White Lotus. Are they bigger? Nicole, they're fucking huge. I haven't seen them in a while. It's cancer. All right, so he's like showing his testicles and like ask his wife like, "What do you think this is?" And he thinks it's cancer. Um, but then they like reveal in the article it says, "Oh, this wasn't his. This not this guy's real penis. It is uh, actually it was actually a prosthetic. He wasn't even in the room." It totally blows the whole fun of it for you, kind of in my opinion. It's like um, I, it's more fun to think it's like actually that guy's real penis or whatever. <laughs> but um, whatever, who knows? Well, well uh, maybe you can see his penis online somewhere else one day. Everybody seems like they want to put a wiener pick out, wiener pick out nowadays. So keep looking for that; it'll be out there eventually. Um, speaking of wiener, let's get into Little Nas X. Uh, he has a new video out right now. It already has 11 million views. Well, starting from Hollywood and Vine, I already had this up, didn't I? You're within walking here. distance of the what is going on here? Tower. 11 Looks million like views. Wow, that is pretty good. There's the Hollywood Bowl, where you can right, enjoy the you, finest what, what music in the world. Like. Under the stars, and next to the stars. This is this is a uh, this is ransom. This is not the right one. Let's see what we got. Yeah. I got black, I got they always want to talk about money. Hop outside a ghost and hop up in a fan. Oh, I know I'm about to blow. Oh, oh, right. So that's not even the right song. Let's see if I can find the right one. I think it's called Industry. Oh, here it is over here. It went in the queue for some reason. I don't like this player they've uh, they developed on YouTube. Little like, pops up on the side. I, I sent like you to it. five years in Montero State Prison. All right, so there's this whole thing behind the scenes, um, if you don't know. Nike and not Little Nas S were like in an argument because he made some shoes that were a copy of Nike shoes that he just put some stuff on. And he was kind of poking fun, talking about he was, he was going to go to jail or whatever. So that it opens up with Little a judge sentencing him to, to five years five in Montero years. State Prison. He's looking pretty cute. Then it opens up with him uh, hanging upside down in a prison cell, all shiny, looking all tatted up. Uh, Jesse says this is a homage to a 50 Cent video. I'm gonna take him take his word for that because I don't know. But I heard there's some shocking things in this video, uh, and, and I did see a little clip that was all blurred out, like a bunch of naked guys in the showers blurred out. Oh, here we go. Okay. Oh, interesting. So there's like 10 guys all in showers with pink like it looks like gym showers but the colors are pink and white and they're just dancing naked completely naked black brown shade guys 
and then they just have the blur, like the blur, around their wiener area and their butt. You can still see stuff kind of flapping around and moving, shades of color. Um, they, you can def they definitely made the splotches large. It's not overly pixelated. They're large pixels that they used for that. I'm liking the song for the sound, but... trying to actually understand some of it I'm, I'm, a, I'm a white 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 guy like I don't it's hard for me to understand some of the things they say I, but I really enjoy it and once I understand the words I, I get into the stories more Sounds really good in these studio headphones. Okay, so then they go to like a the prison guard licking his lip, looking all like sexual, watching another Little Nas video of Little Nas dancing with the devil. Oh, and then they go to this guy Jack Har Har Harlow. Jack Harlow, I don't know who he is either. That's good. I, I, this is a good song. I'm actually, I'll actually download this. It's the beauty of Apple Music and Spotify and all this stuff now. It's like, Jesse has Spotify, I have Apple Music. You know, it's like, you can get anything you want. It's just it's great. You don't have to worry about like ever not being able to download a song anymore. I didn't peak in high school. I'm just out here getting cuter. Yeah. I like it a lot. So this video is currently at 17 mil. Oh, yeah, 17 million 662,999 views. It's listed as a fundraiser. There's 1.3 million likes and 53,000 dislikes. Eh, whatever. That seems like the country right now. That's a pretty good estimate of what the country's like right now. You know, 1.3 million people getting along and uh, 53,000 people that just can't quite cooperate with everyone else. Um, I wonder what this fundraiser's for. It says right here, Little Nas X Bail X Fund, the Bail Project Donate. Uh, Total raised thirty-seven thousand three hundred and fifty-eight. Uh, I wonder what that's for. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Little Nas X organizer in the music. Uh, let's see. Music is a way to fight for liberation, but truth, freedom requires change. Oh, I just went away. So apparently he is doing some kind of charity, um, and he's raised a good amount of money for it. That's cool. Uh, we'll look into that later. I've never heard of that. I don't want to get into the research of it right now, but um, I'll put that on the list to check out and get back to you later on that. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. We're going to be right back. And let's see, I think we're going to... I think we got some more entertainment news. What we got on entertainment? Anything else? All right, I'll find out. I think we got some Britney Spears, Lance Bass news. We'll be right back. This is Doctor Whoever Project. Leave all the toxic vibes behind and get ready to clear the fog from your mind. It's time to get stimulated. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. 
All right, so we got some Britney Spears news. I've talked about this a couple of times. I really don't find this that fascinating. I feel bad for her. Uh, I hope she gets her life back, and I hope she gets her life back together. Um, but Lance Bass, I guess he came out. I like Lance Bass. He's kind of cool. He does some weird stuff. So I find him kind of interesting. He's on my radar. Uh, Lance Bass, he spoke to Britney. He says he hasn't spoken to Britney in years, to clarify. Uh, he says he was kept away. Uh, they didn't want people like that filling her head with questions. They wanted to keep her more in like the dark ages, it seemed like, so they could, you know, get her to do what they wanted and just pop her up there to dance around and uh, shake it from left to right a couple times and make millions of dollars. But hey, whatever, do your thing, do you. But um, she should be able to make her own decisions, in my opinion. That's all I have to say about that. And that might be the last thing I actually say about that. I hope so. Um, but will she ever get her money back? I don't know. There's another story about that, but I'm skipping it. Cause I just, I just don't care anymore. I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't care anymore. It's out there. What are you going to do? Let someone else deal with that. All right, but something we should care about, these anti-vax people on Facebook and social media are causing more problems. Um, it looks like they're creating code words now. So it gives even more pressure for these social media groups uh, social media companies to be policing what's going on. Uh, it says anti-vax groups use co-words like dance party to hide from Facebook. To crack down on misinformation about COVID vaccines, some groups on Facebook and Instagram are using code words to avoid being detected. NBC News senior reporter Ben Collins joins us now. All right, so like we said, they're using code words. They don't want to be detected on Facebook, and they don't want to be deleted, so they're using code words now. It's like kids talking about going to a party or smoking some weed, you know, behind their parents' backs in the seventh grade. This is ridiculous. Ben, break this down for us. What are these groups doing to try and avoid detection? They're changing their names. They're changing their names to things like dance party or dinner party or swim club or run club or all these other things. And when they're in there, by the way, they don't just stop there. Um, you know, they changed the name of, for the dance club one, which has tens of thousands of followers. They changed the name of the vaccine to dance or hokey pokey or beer or something, really any noun uh, to get around it to make sure that Facebook's moderation bots don't detect them talking about vaccines. If they're uh, exchanging junk science from disreputable websites that Facebook knows uh, is sharing anti-vaccine disinformation, they say, you know, DM me personally, don't put this in the comments, send it to me personally. So they are finding ways to get around these robots that, that, that go all through Facebook looking for anti-vax content. All right, but if you, if you want to not get vaccinated that bad that you're searching Facebook for a reason so you can have an excuse to not get vaccinated, just don't do it. I don't even care, really. Like, I got vaccinated. I'm fine. I hope most people are able to get vaccinated in some way. Um, so that, that they want to be so that they're not getting sick and then eventually when everybody can get vac vaccinated and all these kids are vaccinated with the smart parents and the smart people it'll just be the smart people taking over the world and all the stupid people that don't want to get vaccinated they'll just either get sick or die off I don't know seriously I don't even know anymore it's just getting so fucking ridiculous and they are just changing their names <laughs> so is this really effective the majority of the time? I mean, you mentioned how these groups are often really large. One of them has more than 40,000 followers. And you also reported on how oftentimes they really are just completely unsearchable to a novice, if you will. That seems crazy this day and age that that could happen. Yeah, you know, 
it, it doesn't do much for recruitment on Facebook. Facebook is not the best place in the world to try to get new anti-vaxxers. But what it does is it gets people who are already into that movement sort of skeptical. It gives them a community to share talking points they can use offline. They can use in their church groups and their yoga. So this is the problem. These people are going on there, they're communicating, and they're, they're spreading fakeness to other people that are susceptible to believe in fakeness. Um, and then they're taking it to churches where people are really receptible to believe fakeness because they'll, yeah, you know, I mean, if somebody says it on a pulpit, it, people will believe anything they say. So that's basically what they're saying about this. And I, I, I get it, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I just don't know sometimes. I just don't know the answer. And, and who really does? I don't know. I'm not a genius. I don't fucking know. I'm Dr. Whoever. That's the whole point of this. Everyone's an expert on something, but the whole point of that is everybody doesn't know everything. Everybody knows a little bit about something. I like to say I know a little bit about a lot, and most people do. You might have something you know a lot about, but you know, you pick up a little bit about a lot as you live your life, and then you use those tools to evaluate things that come towards you. And if you haven't developed enough skills to be able to filter out the correct things to bring into your own brain, then I don't know what to do. Or if you are just someone that is been brainwashed through your upbringing or through some sort of religion to not want to believe in mainstream topics again what are you gonna do with those people um, I'm not quite sure what the answer is but we're gonna come right back and we're gonna get back into some uh, TV movies music what's going on right now what I'm watching what other people are watching and what you should be watching this is the doctor whoever project we'll be right back this is Hollywood the most famous the most glamorous place in the world It's a place of dreams, hopes, and riches, and its streets are filled with the studios, homes, and landmarks that are monuments. All right, so I'm watching Apple TV right now a lot, some uh, Apple TV Plus. I've been, I've been enjoying some Apple TV. Um, that Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso is pretty good. Um, season one was great. Ep season two, mm, I have to say so far, eh, I'm not loving it. It's, it's okay, but it's not bringing me the heat like uh, season one was. And I have to say that, uh, I'm going to say that about everything so far that I've seen on Apple TV that I was watching before, Ted Lasso, Central Park, and Home Before Dark. All three of those shows are kind of noticeably lacking from season one. They had nice, a nice little spark that kept me in. Um, season two is just not as good. I'm just going to say it. It's not as good. Um, there's all that to be said about that. I don't know. And there's so many other things to watch. It's, if you find something that's not that great... You know, you just kind of move on to something different. That's life, you know. We can't, everything's not going to be Game of Thrones all the time. Um, but there are two good shows on Apple TV Plus that I'm watching. The reason I'm bringing it up is because a lot of people have iPhones and Apple products, and you get that free year when you buy something. And a lot of services are offering things for free as well. So it's something that a lot of people have access to for free. Um, so season one right now on Apple TV is physical. It's it's like the Jazzercise, um, I want to say Shania Twain, but I know it's not who it is. The, it's kind of like the lady that invented Jazzercising, you know. It's, it's really good. I don't even know how to explain it. If you've seen um, a show called Something Something Central Florida, I wish Jesse was here. He would help me with these. Um, it's similar to that. But there's also another one called Shenanadoon. It's got uh, the... The um, lady from SNL, I don't think it's very funny. But it's, it's like they're lost in this magical world. And they don't know how to get out. And it's kind of like a musical. It's really funny. It's, again, odd to explain. Eh, just give it a try. Watch it. Who knows? Don't watch it. I don't care. It's your life. 
Go go watch Ted Lasso for all I care. But something I'm definitely going to be watching that uh, when it comes out is The Exorcist reboot. I, I, I like The Exorcist. I've always thought that was a good movie. And uh, I'm pr- pretty excited to, to see this clip. I haven't even watched it yet. There's like a reboot. I don't even know if it's good. This could be terrible. It might even not be real for all I know. But uh, we're going to come right back and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check out what's going on with this Exorcist reboot. So The Exorcist is getting a reboot, a uh, sequel from Blumhouse and Morgan Creek Entertainment. Uh, Morgan Creek Entertainment announced the reboot of the 1973 horror classic The Exorcist last year in August. Uh, the currently untitled Exorcist movie was supposed to come out in 2021, but ba- the backlash Morgan Creek received upon its announcement had them <laughs> treading carefully. So I guess people weren't excited about this. Maybe they thought it was going to be crappy. I don't know. Um, but Green has now clarified that the film will be a direct sequel to the original and not a total reboot as previously rumored. Um, I like The Exorcist. It's it's scary for real scary kind of like a lot of things nowadays are like are not scary it's like you know and you know she's like all like nasty and some of the stuff she says are just like hilarious let's see if I, I think i actually pulled some of it let's see shove it up your ass it is he who commands you you I love it so much. Fuck him. Fuck him, Garrus, from this creature of God. I just listen to this all day. i see what they do with the special effects, like the vomit scene, where she, like, projectile vomits all over him, or where she, like, does the backward crab walk down the stairs, and just, like, pees and makes a face. All this, like, kind of, like, cra- the head spinning all the way around, the 360 head spin. Um... There's so many interesting uh, effects that they could do if they if they try to keep it more old school looking and not super computer. That that could be kind of cool. I hope they do that. It'll, it'll be good. I mean, they're not going to do something like that, especially with Backlash. Um, they're not going to do something that's, that's stupid and have people make fun of them if they're already aware, hopefully. But... And that's what I'm watching right now. Uh, if Jesse was here, and when he gets back, maybe we'd do some uh, top songs in the country, but... I don't know. I'm not. I'm not feeling that. My, my music musical tastes are not as fun as his are. I'm more into like the 2000s, early 2000s alt rock genre, and uh, I don't feel like that's a uh, that's that's top of the pop charts right now. And I don't have anything pulled. So we're gonna move into a fun effing list. So hang out. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. I'll be right back. Alright, we're gonna do a F in this. Wow, just another F and list. Yes, just another F and list. Alright, 
All right, so this is the highest grossing movies since 2000s. What we got? Mission Impossible 2, 13 million. Oh my God, is that 13 billion? 13 billion. Mission Into Possible in the 2000s, 13 billion. Hmm, that should be fucking illegal. What else we got on this? Harry Potter. Alright, I like Harry Potter. We'll go with that. 2001. Harry Potter enters the Hogwarts school for wizardry and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. How much money did that make? It was Harry Potter's birthday today too, so again, happy birthday to Diana Radcliffe. You really gave me so many wonderful moments, Harry Potter. I've loved Harry Potter so much. 15 billion, 404 million. And they deserve every bit of that. 2002, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. I've never got through any of these movies ever. I fall asleep every time I try to start watching one. Um, I mean, it is three hours and 43 minutes, so what do they expect, man? God. The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, 2003, 17 billion. That one is four hours and 11 minutes long. That is just ridiculous. Who could stay up for that? This is the this list is on Newsweek, by the way. They want me to definitely say it because they keep popping up fucking ads every 30 seconds. Oh, 2004, Shrek 2. I love Shrek. 19 billion dollars. And then we got Harry Potter again on the list for 2005. 18 billion dollars. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men's Chest in 2006. Pirates of the Caribbean at the World's End in 20, 2007. It's hard to go back in time in your head like that. The Dark Knight, 2008. I think it was also recently the anniversary of the shooting in Colorado that happened during the uh, during the Dark Knight uh, during the Dark Knight premiere. Uh, 2009, Avatar, 25 billion dollars. I think they're trying to remake Avatar. Uh, 2010, Two Story 3, 25 billion dollars. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 in 2011. All right, so that's a good list. The last one on here is 2012, The Avengers, with $31 billion. Amazing, good job. I love that Disney's purchased Marvel. Uh, it's, it's giving the Marvel Universe a much-needed update, and I think they also really do well to incorporate uh, some of the characters into their shows. That uh, The WandaVision, that was amazing. I mean, if you're not familiar with the characters, you need to watch at least three episodes before you understand what's happening, but definitely recommend WandaVision. Put that on your list to watch. It's on Disney+. Plus. Alright, this is the Doctor Whoever Project. We're going to get into the Sucks to Be Me, It Sucks to Be You, It Sucks to Be Whoever News. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. We'll be right back. Like 
All right, so uh, a man in Kentucky was charged for leaving a disabled wife in a car for five days. Hmm. You think your life sucks? Imagine pissing and shitting on yourself for five days in a hot car in Kentucky. The man was arrested. Uh, his wife is allegedly disabled and left her locked inside a scorching hot truck for nearly a week, resorting in skin becoming stuck to the vehicle's seat. All right, so according to the report from Lexington Herald Ledger, on July 11th, the 48-year-old wife asked the 51-year-old husband, I don't know why it matters, so wife, on July 12th, the wife asked the husband, hey, bro, can you, like, take me to the hospital? I'm not feeling so well. So the husband, Michael, puts her in the car and just goes back inside and is like, eh, she'll be fine out there. So, uh, I guess she was, like, calling all the time. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Stand by. I guess she was calling, saying, hey, get me out of here. Like, what are you doing? And she, she guess, has mental issues. So, uh, who knows, really, what, what it would sound like or if she really did call her. Or if she just, I mean, obviously, she's not sitting there for five days um, of her own volition, you wouldn't think. But this guy was arrested, so uh, he will be charged with abuse to an elder or something like that. I'm sure they'll, they'll figure out some way to uh, charge this guy with a crime and get him, so don't, don't you worry about that. We'll, we'll take care of that guy. Uh, moving on, moving on. So, in what's what's going on in the food news right now? Like, everything is all, like, weird food stuff is going on. Like, you can't get anything. Yesterday we were talking about how, like, North Carolina, there wasn't any alcohol anywhere. Um, or are we really, like, really that bad off right now <laughs> that we can't even get chicken nuggets? Popeyes, Popeyes and Taco Bell are kind of worried. We're going to get into food news. It's hard to be healthy. This is a Doctor Whoever project. Healthy is hard. We'll be right back. Oh boy, 3 a.m. Another beautiful day. Crusty Crab. Another day. Servicing the masses. diet or did you lose it again honestly oh i said again are you serious it's hard to stick yes, to a diet especially with so all these companies coming out with deliciousness all right so popeyes is coming out with some chicken nuggets they're the next one in the chicken wars I want these nuggets. They look delicious, but they're like already worried that they're not going to have chicken nuggets to meet the demand. All right, let's get into that article. Is that good, Mr. Krabs? Free of salt. How do you like it? 
I'm craving these chicken nuggets right now. Uh, Popeyes prepares to meet high demand ahead of chicken nugget release. Just like the game-changing chicken sandwich, the new nuggets are unlike anything you've ever experienced before, uh, the president of Popeyes says. They're, uh, let's see, let's, looks like they're gonna be released. Let's see, Popeyes is set to begin selling chicken nuggets in North America stores and in Puerto Rico. So Leo will be able to get some of these down there. We'll have to see what they taste like. They taste the same in Puerto Rico as they do here. Uh, the fried chicken fast food uh, franchise made the announcement earlier this month and revealed the nuggets will be bite-sized version of its popular chicken sandwich. So it's, yes, it's the same chicken. All right, that sounds fucking amazing. We'll be definitely getting some of that. And uh, we might even do a little, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fried chicken, chicken tenders like junkie. Might get some Popeyes, some Chick-fil-A, some Canes. Do a little taste test. Oh my God, it's so fucking good. Flavor. Take I need more flavor. Taco Bell is also complaining. We can't get napkins. We don't have anything. Not hot sauce. Ingredients. Like, Taco Bell is, like, running out of ingredients to even make their burritos. Uh, temporary shortages. It's from the whole shutdown. It, we're feeling the effects of not being able to get products, not being able to get shipping containers, trucks not driving on the road as much. Um, we're feeling that right now. It'll, it'll pass, but, you know, when you go to Taco Bell and they don't have your uh, Diablo hot sauce packet, just relax, you know. It'll come back. Just relax. Don't go. Don't go freaking out. They are aware. Uh, the headline right here: the fast food brand is the latest to warn customers to expect supply chain issues, according to Food and Wine, July 23rd. So, give Taco Bell a break, people. Like, you know, you'll get your Mexican pizza later if you just wait a little bit. All right, what's what else is going on in food news? Oh yeah. So okay. So they're definitely trying to make everything smaller now. Um, they want they want us to buy the same stuff, but it's a little bit smaller. So I, I said this a couple of months ago. I was like, watch, they won't they won't make prices more. They'll just give you less cereal in your cereal box, and that's literally what this says. Uh, CN, CNN Business New York says, hey, you're getting less cereal in your box, smaller snack sizes, and ice cream has gone missing in the container. Uh, so you're, you're you're not actually losing your mind. You're getting less than you're paying for, and you're not really realizing it. Uh, they're calling it shrinkflation. It makes sense. These companies don't want you to freak out, but they need to, they want to keep stable because people don't, people don't get it. Like there's just like this fine ecosystem with these companies and profit and loss and revenue and expenses. Uh, it, it all goes into play. And when you have these issues of not being able to get supplies and things like that, that are causing you to spend more money going to different vendors, having to retrofit machines to do things they're not normally doing, supply chain issues, all these things are gonna make things go up in price. But maybe instead they just found ways to make a little bit less instead of having to change up everything. And then once stuff gets back to normal, it'll go back up, hopefully. If not, then we can look to complain and uh, say to all the manufacturers out there, give us what we paid for. But let's just relax. Let's get through, let's, let's get to 2022 before we all start freaking out about the economy. Uh, and everything else that goes along with that. So let's just all chill out, take a chill pill. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. We'll be right back. You need a dose of reality stats. Never fear. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. New episodes weekly at DoctorWhoever.com. All right, so what we got? World in politics right now. Trump does not like the new Cleveland Indians name. Not at all. 
Are you even allowed to say Indians now? Am I even allowed to say that? I'm not quite sure, to be honest. <laughs> so, um, I know Trump doesn't like it. He came out and said something silly. I think I have a clip. I'm not sure actually he's in this clip. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna click it and see what happens. Former President Trump criticized the Cleveland Indians' decision to change the baseball franchise's name to the Guardians, saying, quote, many Indians will likely be upset by the decision. Trump said in a statement Friday, quote, can anybody believe that the Cleveland Indians, a storied and cherished baseball franchise since taking the name in 1915, are changing their name to the Guardians? Such a disgrace. Trump added, quote, and I guarantee that the people who are most angry about it are the many Indians of our country. I don't know about that, Mr. The Trump. Not, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if he's forcing changes. I mean, these changes were already in play. The family that owns the team, they knew that people weren't happy with it and that it was something that was making news. I think sometimes these, these, uh, these, these teams and companies, they roll with it. If it's not terrible, terrible um, pressure for them, they're just going to roll with it. <laughs> so wait till it makes more of like an issue and then they'll go in and they'll change a the name when they need some kind of publicity and that's probably what happened here. I'm okay with the name change though. I think it's cool. We need to change things up. Living in Vegas, nothing stays the same. Um, I've only lived here for about two years now, but I've already seen things come, things go. That's that's reality. Uh, everything's not gonna stay the same as it was for forever. We're in this faster moving society. We're connected worldwide. You look at fashion now. Um, I know people are making fun of this new Kabila Cabela video. I, I don't say her name very well. Um, it's some Cuban inspired video with some, you know, like, I don't know, maybe like 80s style going on in there. The reason she's wearing, mixing all these styles and time periods together is because you can now. You can go on Google and see what stuff looked like back then and match up outfits. We have this, we have this wide ranging resources. We have this wide range of resources to us called the internet where we can literally find anything from any time period we want and incorporate it into our lives. And people are doing that. Um, the more we become educated about history, society, culture of our own and others out there, People are gonna just try to incorporate that more within themselves as the, the way they uh, identify. It's history, it's real, it's natural. Let's just go with it. Um, let's not make such a big deal about people changing a name of a football team. We got a lot more things to worry about around here, a lot more things to worry about around here than that. So don't worry about that people, not at all. This is the Dr. Ever Project. We're gonna be right back and we're gonna talk about Jeff Bezos or whoever the hell that was that went into space. Uh, yesterday, today, I can't keep track anymore. This is getting a little ridiculous. Blast off. This is the Dr. Ever Project. Don't forget to take your baths. This is the Dr. Whoever Project. New episodes weekly at drwhoever.com. All right, so someone just uh, went to space. I think it was... The Amazon guy, Jeff Bezos, he's the most recent one. They've all happened like this week or the past two weeks. Again, can't keep tracks hard. Um, but he went into space. I think he took a older lady, the oldest person to ever enter into space, I believe is what's, what's, what's going on with that. Um, cool, I guess, you know, whatever. If that's what you want to do, knock yourself out. Um, there's going to be benefits that come from it. There's going to be downsides. People are going to complain. But, you know, all in all, it's probably going to be beneficial to society. 
uh, one day we'll be thankful that we got there and figured out figured out ways to get there because we are going to need that space in space at some point because we are destroying what we have here. Um, when you watch movies and you see things about people going to outer space and like 100, 200 years from now, we look at that and see that as being this kind of science fiction, unrealistic thing, but it's not, you know. Maybe if you're 40, 50, 60 years old, you see that as unrealistic, but if you're, you know, like 20, 30, 40, you probably see it as more of a realistic thing that might happen within possible, possibly your lifetime. Um, so I'm going to give these guys some credit for doing it. Just try not to be so about it it's just like that i think it's too much too much pub um maybe stay under the radar until you find some good discoveries or have something better other than just say it was the best day ever jeff bezos blasts off into space on his own rocket and says it's the best day ever all right that wasn't um, that was like my uh, spongebob slash Kim Kardashian impression. So, all right, it's a mad, sad world out there. Not for not for these billionaires, but for a lot of people, it can be like really depressing sometimes, you know. So, we're gonna talk about some depressing slash heartbreaking stuff coming up on the Doctor Ever Project. We'll be right back. This is the Doctor Who Ever Project. Grab your emotional support animal and get ready for a dose of reality. All right, grab that emotional support animal because I got a dog abandoned. Ugh, this heartbreaking video, I, I watched it. I regretted watching it afterwards, if I'm being completely honest. Um, there's this video of this, uh, this dog, this car pulls up. Um, and they just like open the door and drop this poor little dog out and he's chasing the car trying to catch up with the car and eventually just stays behind um, But somebody saw that video posted it. You can clearly see the person's face face uh, in the video as well um, I feel like they would be fairly easily identifiable if you really wanted to um, if you really want to figure out who it was, but uh, the dog abandoning in the heartbreaking video finds his new adopted family in less than in less than 24 hours. So uh, that, that's pretty that's pretty happy to see. The video captured the abandoned dog on the side of the highway. Um, this is in Horizon City, Texas. The woman Joy she recorded the video and she was right behind them. Like I don't see how she they wouldn't have even noticed. Um, the video shows uh, a teenage roughly teenage boy in sneakers and white shorts. Exiting the passenger side door of a silver Jeep, the boy removes the dog. It's like a husky. Um, I've had Leo on. I know he's a husky lover. I'd make him cry by watching this video, but we'll save that for another time, maybe. And then um, they just take the dog out, take the leash off, and just leave the dog. Like you're gonna what? You're gonna keep the leash for your next dog that you're gonna have, so you can abandon it on the side of the road. Um, but long story short, the dog has a new home with uh, a loving new family. And, and you know that's that's great. And um, it's, it's happy to see, happy to see a happy story come from something that was uh, so negative. And that was from Newsweek. I'm gonna stop using Newsweek because their website is ridiculous. I swear to God, every time you go in there, there's like a million. I've used it twice today, and every time I do, it just it's like a million ads that pop up, and like they don't even show anything. Useless. 
Alright, so I'm not gonna be doing that anymore. Alright, what else we got on sad, mad world news? Oh, another teen. This this teenager, I guess he, uh, this teenager jumped into his girlfriend's window. I think he was like a 17 year old, so, um, on the border there. And the girl maybe was like 13, 14, 15. And the father sees the kid and shoots him. So, dead teenager boy girlfriend is the daughter of the father that's the shooter oh, let's see i think this is i got a clip of this let's see what we got here desmond cage was a father husband and a provider for the community sunday night 34 year old cage was shot and killed in his home in zachary you know like say it's tragic According to Zachary Police, a 17-year-old was meeting up with Cage's daughter, who was 14 years old, when things escalated. Cage got a phone call from his neighbor saying someone was trying to get into his home. That's when Cage ran upstairs to confront the teen. McDavid says Cage brought the teen downstairs with the family. An argument started between the grandmother and mother and the daughter uh, as they walked away. Shots were heard, fired. Family members told police that Cage was on the floor suffering from a gunshot wound. Cage's family and neighbors declined to talk on camera, but one person tells me Cage was a family man. He was well known for his business, DC Eats. And this guy was an entrepreneur. He had a business in Baton Rouge. was starting one here in Zachary to help kids in the local neighborhoods here. And uh, it was sad, tragic, you know, over a simple, you know, sneaking into a house and turned into a tragic a death. McDavid says incidents like this are not common in Zachary, but juveniles getting in trouble is picking up fast. I think there is some juvenile trouble that we're having in our country in some of these cities where these kids aren't getting any kind of structure. Um, they're not getting like a lot of structure. Nobody's really, you know, monitoring them or anything. The right path for the youth during difficult times like the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Like my cousin, I just had a cousin that died of a heroin overdose not too long ago. There's I've heard so many stories about things like that from other people, um, suicide attempts. Another family member recently just had a suicide attempt and had to be hospitalized. Uh, there's all kinds of people with problems out there, and we need to be a little bit more cautious of how we react to, to little things like like that. Like, don't overreact and bring a gun to a situation where you're going into someone else's home. Why do you even have a gun in the first place? The point that the kid had the gun just shows me that he was already planning things that were not positive. How do I say this in a nice way? He was probably a bad kid. I mean, I'll just say it. Uh, I don't know how to, sometimes you could try to, I try to just like get around the words. He was probably a bad egg and a bad kid. And he ended up shooting this guy because he wanted to get some tail from his teenage daughter. He wanted to go up there and like fuck around with this guy's 14 year old daughter broke into his house and then he ends up shooting this father who had his own business and was supporting his family and now what the head wonder what's going on with this family you know it's like all because this little douchebag wanted to have a gun and think he's some little gangster baller out there like that's part of the problem these kids that like i i I've, again in my family i have this these kids that think they're little gangsters and you know then they end up going to prison they're like oh shit there's real gangsters in here i'm you know damn fuck I don't know what to do sometimes. It's like, it's one of those things where it's, what is the answer? Is there an answer? I don't know, but I'm Dr. Whoever. I'm not a professional, but I'm going to be right back. And we're going to talk about something else. This is the Dr. Whoever Project. Hang out.
Blowing minds from coast to coast. The doctor is in. Hear anonymous experts with insider information straight from the source. Get the facts and judge for yourself at DrWhoever.com. All right, so we got another story in, in the sad news. We got a, this, uh, this man sentenced to prison because he, uh, he tried to show his work a fake COVID test. So this uh, Atlanta man sentenced to prison after submitting a fake COVID test to get off work. Uh, that, that, that's, a, that's a brave one. It's, it's like sad, but also stupid at the same time. Uh, the federal judge has sentenced the Atlanta man to three years in prison and ordered him to pay almost $200,000 to his former employer after a fake COVID test. The man submitted to get out of work triggered an investigation that uncovered even more fraud. All right, so there's more to this story. All right, let's see here. Let's, I actually kind of want to hear the story. What we got here? This is a clickable story. Can I click this one? Atlanta man sentenced to prison after submitting fake COVID tests to get off work. Top line. A federal judge has sentenced an Atlanta man to three years in prison and ordered him to pay almost $200,000 to his former employer after a fake Wait, COVID so I can test have the this man read submitted this, to get all these articles for me? That is amazing! Just a quick word from our sponsor. Oh, okay, that's not gonna Use work. Use your Discover card so to I, get I can up to read. $75. I get it. This is for someone that can't read, possibly. I can read, okay. That's everything I just said. Um, then they also, he pled guilty to wire fraud. I guess he had been doing all kinds of craziness. Um, he had uh, cost the business more than $100,000. And after this fake COVID test, they were like, all right, this guy's fishy. Let's figure out what's going on with this, with this guy. What, what, what's, what's he doing? This just seems kind of strange. So, hey, that guy's going to prison. Sucks to be you, but whatever. We're going to move on to... North Carolina news. What's going on in the NC South? If y'all ever come to North Carolina, folks, y'all better uh, y'all better have your ducks in a row and uh, be prepared to not be amazed. Y'all be cool, stay classy. I love everywhere in the world, but North Carolina. Y'all got a special, special spot in my heart. Y'all crazy. I fit right in here. Love y'all. If I didn't live here, I'd move, wouldn't you? Nope. Have a white paper talk around here, I guess it'd be what, more like you call hillbilly yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I don't know, just a mountain talk. Mountain. What's up? Like singing. You singing. Know, we're kind of like we're singing, Lita said. We're singing. I miss not talking, talking like this. Yeah. It's kind of fun sometimes. Yeah, it is like a singing. Alright, so. I love you too. Yeah, shut up. COVID cases are surging amongst children in North Carolina. They don't want to. They don't seem to want to buy this. Uh, they don't seem to want to buy this Delta variant. So I'm gonna play a clip about that. See if we can explain to some of these people what's going on. They talk about how Joe Biden is suffering from dementia. Hello? Joe Biden's riding his bike and leading the country quite well. This guy's running around with pants that look like he, he pooped in them or something. It's weird. And by the way, didn't, didn't, he steal, didn't he steal a lot of money from... Oh, my God. Don't forget to take your meds. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. New episodes weekly at DoctorWhoever.com. All right, so let's get back into that. So cases are going up. Cases are going up all over the South, but in North Carolina, 
we're not one of the worst. Well, I guess we are one of the worst, but we're not like the top five, I don't think. So um, let's try to get together North Carolina. What's this clip show? I know, I know the cases are going up, but what do the news actually have to say about it? continues to plague communities with largely unvaccinated populations, leaving officials scrambling to combat what's now a fourth wave of the pandemic. The impact of the Delta I didn't even know we had a third wave. display in North Carolina, where the state saw a positivity rate of almost 9% on Wednesday. That is up more than 500 cases from just the day before. Particularly concerning for health officials there, 15% of infections over the past week were in kids 14 years and younger, a troubling sign with some kids in the state already back in school. Joining me now from Durham, North Carolina, NBC News correspondent Dasha Burns. So as we mentioned, Dasha, some alarming trends Durham is there. basically Raleigh, us, North Carolina. Uh, talk uh, to us Chapel about Hill, what you're MC seeing state, there in Durham. Uh, what are school UNC, administrators doing to try Duke, and keep school all that children kind of safe? And how confident are officials that they'll be able to mitigate COVID cases with these measures? Yeah, Eamon, this is coming at a really tough time for schools as they're trying to plan for the fall. And here in Durham County, they have a year-round school option. And so this school behind me and others in the county just welcomed back some kids. All right, so they're just not welcoming, welcoming these kids back. Uh, they're going to try to make them wear masks, but they're trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, I'm not quite sure if mask mandates are done or if it's going to be county by county, but I'm sure we'll unfortunately hear plenty more about that as the school year gets closer and closer. I have like a whole half page in North Carolina news today. I'm not quite used to this. Um, I guess there's some, some good marijuana news going on in North Carolina. We got some, some drugs news. I got, I got drugs news coming out of North Carolina. All right, uh, Dr. Whoever Project drugs news coming up. This is a And this is heroin. This is what happens to your brain after snorting heroin. And this is what your body goes. Last year alone, Wait, drug overdose deaths rose nearly 30%. 93,000 people died from overdoses last year, with a lot of those deaths connected to synthetic opioids. Like, Are you high right now? Bitch, you guess it! Yeah, we have a lot of questions. Why do you have to do this to every room in the house? I'm making a point, Dad. None of us do heroin, honey. What does all this symbolize? It means heroin. So it looks like the former North Carolina governor's son is taking some effort or making some efforts to legalize uh, medical marijuana in North Carolina. So when we say benzos, obviously we're talking about Ativan, Xanax. Not benzos. And, you know, all those, right? Those are the bad things. Marijuana is supposed to help out a little bit. I think we a similar thing. In my but it made my life so much easier yeah. when I was sick. This makes me want to. No, this is what heroin does to your life. This is way more damage than anyone on heroin has ever done. You know what people on heroin do? They sleep. The secret ingredient. Weed could be the secret ingredient to some of these problems. These people that are on heroin and opioids, maybe getting them off uh and transition them to something like marijuana or a CBD substance, or there's some new thing, I can't even remember, gamma, some nonsense, the North Carolina too, Delta, gamma, there's some kind of weird thing, I've never heard of it because we don't have it here in Nevada and California, where I've lived most recently for the past like 10 years, uh, marijuana has been legal in both those states, 
recreation, recreation, maybe I've had some myself, recreationally has been legal for, God, I think like at least three or four years now. Um, I think Nevada was first and then California came a little bit after. Colorado was, was first, I believe, um, overall. But it's trickling down. Uh, the North Carolina, they just had like a, a Senate meeting and they were talking about it. I have a question mark listed to this clip, so I don't know why there's a question mark. But the clip before this one was, let's see, was 12. So I'm assuming this one should be 14. Who knows? Well, well, uh, well I mean, 13. We'll cl click 13, see what happens. The Delta variant continues to nope. plague communities Not with it. large... Not it. Whoops. Malfunction. Stand by. This is Dr. Delta variant continues to plague communities with largely unvaccinated well, lawmakers population. Debate whether to legalize medical marijuana, some people are turning elsewhere for relief. It's an extract recently derived from the hemp plant, and it adds a uh, it acts a lot like marijuana, and it's not against the law. WREL's Capitol Bureau. I love hearing these like old news people try to say the word marijuana on air, and it's like, like, me, 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 me. like they like they can't like say it. <laughs> Like it's like scaring them to be able to say the word or something. Like they were saying the N-word. It's not the N-word, it's the M-word. While state lawmakers debate whether to legalize medical marijuana, some people are turning elsewhere for relief. It's an extract recently derived from the hemp plant and it adds a, uh, it acts a lot like marijuana and it's not against the law. WREL's Capitol Bureau Chief Laura Leslie went to a hemp store today to learn about what's known as Delta 8. You've probably heard of CBD, but you may never have heard of Delta 8. Some people call it... Okay, Delta 8. Again, yes, I've never heard of Delta 8. While state lawmaker... ...is high. The active ingredient in marijuana is called Delta 9 THC. That compound is illegal. Delta 8 THC is closely related, but it can be derived from hemp. So under the 2018 Farm Bill, it's not illegal. It's tough having arthritis getting old. Michael Bell has bad arthritis in his hands. He tried CBD balm first, but it didn't help very much. Then he tried Delta 8, and he says he's sold. You know, if I try to squeeze my hands, it does feel like the swelling has gone down. I can get a better grip. Yeah, some of these people, like, they need relief. And the same thing that's in these pills that people take where do you think these chemicals come from, people? I mean, the chemical, there's natural chemicals, there's man-made chemicals, but everything's basically derived from the same materials that can be found on Earth. Um, are there poisonous mushrooms out there that, that will kill you? And there's mushrooms that we can enjoy in our spaghetti sauce? Of course there are. So we just have to know the right things that work, and if we can clone a sheep, we can definitely figure out which plants we can smoke and which ones we can't smoke without killing ourselves. Um... um. It does kind of give you a little bit better feeling in the head, you know, eases your stress and stuff. The hemp store manager. I do. I really enjoy like the stress relief and the relaxation from a marijuana product. A nice uh, indica, indica couch as they like to say, because you know, you, you calm down so much that like you just uh, suck down into the couch. Does that make sense? You know, Non-weed people who don't understand. You take a nice little puff, you just like lay back. You just kind of, if you're not careful, you'll sink into the little, uh, the divot between the two cushions on the couch. Tess Medlin says Delta 8's only been widely available since last summer. 
but it's quickly become one of her most popular products for chronic pain relief, stress, and anxiety. These days, I would say it's, uh, it's around 75, maybe even upwards of 75%. It's a very significant uh, number of customers that we have coming in looking for the Delta 8 products. Medlin says it comes in all the same forms as CBD, from smokable flowers and vape products to tinctures and edibles. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And we get that from a company out of Asheville, um, and they are Ooh, just Asheville. into uh, 12 and a half milligram pieces. So it is kind of a, a great starting dose for people um, just to kind of see how Delta 8 affects them. It's I'm going to get my mom on some of, the, some of this stuff. She needs to calm her ass down sometimes. I'm like, God, just chill, woman. Like, I think if she had some weed, she could just like, because I know she's my mom, so I have most, a lot of my traits come from her and my father. It's how it works. I mean, it's genetics here, people. And I know I have some anxious issues and um, some some mental issues sometimes with keeping things together and stability and not fading away because I'm stressed about something and working through things and relaxing and not thinking all the time and I had trouble with sleep and over the past couple of years of trying different marijuana products and I have one now that I really enjoy it's called church it's made by church so I always say I'm gonna go to church um, but the the uh, flavor, or I guess the strain, is an indica called divorce cake. And I always joke with Jesse, is like, mm, if I didn't have my divorce cake, there would be a divorce around here. It puts me in a nice mood, it relaxes me. If I get really stressed about something, or if somebody does something that annoys me incredibly, you know, it just kind of takes touch. off the edge. All right, thank you, Mr. Computer. It is 3.30, so All right, I got two more topics. We're going to move on to our next topic in the marijuana bill for North Carolina. I got another clip here I want to play. I just think this is fascinating. North Carolina is moving along. Um, this is, I think, some of the debate they were having in the Senate. I'm going to kill the music a little bit so we can actually hear. It's reasonable to, quote, unquote, make this a better, uh, a better document. Uh, and a better bill and to facilitate it <clears throat> it's moving uh, uh, on through the the committees and uh, ultimately doing what uh, it's intended to do and that is to, to give some compassionate care <clears throat> for specific ailments uh, to those people right so that's what they're calling this bill the uh, compassionate care bill um, and the point of the bill is to give compassionate care to people, just like it's saying in there, people that are suffering, they're going to die, cancer patients, I don't even know other things to be honest, um, people that have incredible pain, back pain, fibromyalgia, things like that. This is for them, uh, just, just to kind of help them relax. Marijuana does do something with like the nerve receptors in the brain that helps just relax them and you just relax. You're not hurting anyone. Like that clip says, you know. Well, like on heroin, what do people do on heroin? They sleep. What do people do on marijuana? They eat, and then they sleep. In North Carolina, who need it? Compassionate uh, care. Let's get back to, to the that. ailments to do, and that is to give some compassionate care for specific ailments to those people in North Carolina who need it, and to make them law-abiding citizens that they want to be. I'm certainly moved right. by the number of people That's key. who are here. All right, I want to go back to that for a second. Talking about this law-abiding and citizens part. That's something that I've heard from people in my family in the South. They're like, oh, it's illegal, it's illegal. Well, like speeding is illegal. Um, you Speeding is illegal. People do it every day. Uh, there's lots of things people do that are illegal all the time. Um, 
did you never smoke a cigarette before you were 18 or have a drink before you're 21? Of course you did. Most people. I'd say 90% of people. You know, was that illegal? Yes. Like, all kinds of things. Like, have you ever thrown trash somewhere you weren't supposed to? Illegal. I mean, let's, let's be realistic, people. But it's picking and choosing these things that they want to make more illegal and be more scary than they actually are. That's, that's the problem. Um, but making it legal takes that away. So now you don't have that barrier anymore. So you, it's legal, there's nothing wrong with it. Go try some weed if you think it will help you. And that's what I've told to some people in my family. Certainly moved by the number of people who are here, whether you are for it or whether you... I've mailed weed lollipops to someone before in Texas that was having like a surgery and needed something for pain. You're against it, you're welcome. And uh, I'm anxious to hear from you, uh, your statements, uh, your experiences. Uh, so they're again, letting people come uh, in and talk about why they think. Us, uh, make this the, the, the very best possible piece of legislation uh, that we can. They want to hear from people in the public and understand the reasons for making it legal. And this gentleman, from his personal experience, um, wants to make it legal too because of some personal experiences he has. He doesn't get into them, but um, he does admit that at the end. Make out of it. Mr. Chairman, uh, other than that, I can tell you that I have been quite moved by this um, because of my uh, personal experiences uh, and at, at, at times it has been difficult for me to talk to some people about that, but uh, I will say again that uh, that time has come that, uh, that this needs to be discussed and we need to uh, uh, <clears throat> compassionately care for our fellow man uh, in any way that we can. Uh, in any way that we can, as a body, make it legal. Good job, North Carolina. I like it. I like it. I like what you're doing. The computer was yelling at me, so it's time to get going. We got like two more segments left. Basic sports, and then we're going to close it out for the day. So we're going to get right into basic sports with Dr. Whoever. You've got to learn to be able to put the ball in your hands. Your hands are what makes it possible. Your shoulder pads are hard and stiff. You know, we had a goal and we had a dream. It's a pretty special feeling. It's a dream come true. And it is, uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of that's gay, but... All right, so the Tokyo Olympics, they're going on. Um, if you watch NBC, you know where they're going on. If you're not watching NBC or one of those NBC channels, you probably don't even know the Olympics are happening. Uh, a lot of people don't want them to happen. A lot of people do. I don't really care about that, but uh, it looks like the uh, Tokyo Olympics opened up in uh, Osaka with a lightning cauldron. was a scaled-down parade of nations, and the U.S. gymnastics team didn't even participate. They held their own private parade instead. Knocked yourself out. I don't really care. Um, it seems like that Simone Biles, they, they think she's going to be the ultimate winner. They say she might do some things that have never even been seen before, and they're going to have to invent a name for some of the tricks, because they're tricks that have never really been done, I guess. Uh, interesting to see. Like I said earlier, I will watch the Mel 
gymnastics team and the male wrestling. No, I'll definitely, I'll definitely get that. I'll definitely check that out. I saw them yesterday. So, um, but other than that, I don't know what's going on with the, the, the Olympics that I really care about. This is News on Six Sports with Harold Coons. Okay, late break. Here they won! Yes! They won it! They won it! The doctors never Yet it may cause a slight tingling sensation. Get ready to feel something. This is Doctor Whoever. Yeah, I don't really care about sports too much. I've never really got into them. They're not my thing. Uh, I will watch some of the Olympics, but that's probably about it. Uh, I, I do find the Cleveland Indian story fascinating that we were talking about earlier. So I, would, I do want to play this clip of the new Cleveland Guardians announcing the name of their team by someone I like, Mr. Tom Hanks. Forging into the future from our ironed out past. We are a city of fire and water, of trees and towers, built through generations of blue collars and the brightest scholars and all of those who have worked harder. We hold tight to our roots and set our sights on tomorrow. And this is our team that has stood with our city for more than a century, from old municipal to the corner of Carnegie. A team that has seen its own progress and prosperity. Its history flows like the river through the heart of this city. A history that has given us miraculous moments. Moments that spanned years and others 22 games. Moments that broke barriers and moments that broke hearts. Moments that prove this is more than a game. We remember those moments as we move forward with change. You see, it has always been Cleveland that's the best part of our name. I didn't really get what that was at the end. The bra, bra, bra. I don't know if somebody just threw that in there. Like, did somebody make, was that not an official video? And uh, they did some way weird put that in there. I don't know, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, well, that's sports for the Doctor Whoever. That's about as uh, much sports as you're going to get if I'm doing this show by myself uh, for the day. So if, yeah, if I miss anything, feel free to go check in uh, with ESPN or some shit like that because you're not really going to get sports from me too much. So, But I do want to... We just saw the story. It's a, a family's 24-year-old search for their abducted son inspires a movie. Uh, another movie coming out of a true story. I always like when they're able to do that. Um, this kid, I guess he was abducted in China uh, when he was two years old back in 1997. He's been separated ever since. But uh, 24 years after the disappearance, they actually found him just randomly in a city. Uh, so some of those things keep the hope keep the hope up if you're if you had a rough year just keep the hope up you never know what could, what could happen um, even after 24 years these people were still looking and hoping and I'll be interested to see a little bit more about that story and that looks like it'll be a good movie I love China I love the culture of China and um, like the Asian people I find them so interesting and fascinating uh, I know earlier we we're talking about the Japanese people like they're so different they're such different cultures Chinese, Japanese, they have so many interesting things about them that make them unique. 
that will be an amazing movie, I think.、Uh, they're such close families with large families that kind of umbrella out.、Um, but that's part of keeping the hope alive. You have people that you can re- rely on and relate to and be there for you. Whenever there's a problem that goes on, just remember, look around, and remember the people that are around you. Remember that you need them, and respect them, and be thankful for them. Well, that's all I have today on the Doctor Ever project.、Uh, it's been a quick one, other than spilling my coffee over here. I think it turned out.、Uh, I think it turned out pretty good. Again, happy birthday to Daniel Radcliffe. He has a new TV show coming out too.、Uh, it looks really good.、Uh, it's on TBS. Surprisingly, I don't even. I'll bring it up later on. There's already two other episodes, two other seasons of it. It's one of those shows where it's kind of like they have the same characters, but it's a completely different storyline. Um, we'll be talking about that eventually in pop culture news, I'm sure.、Uh, but the computer is telling me that it's time to go. We are at one percent on the iPad over here, so oh, it is time to get out here for the day. If you hung out with me for this entire time, I appreciate it. Hit that subscribe button, follow me.、Um, we'll have Logan on next time. He'll be coming back in from California, and Jesse will be back in studio probably for the next episode. So if you missed his fun little antics, well, we'll do a Jesse. We'll do a Jesse and Logan intro to close out the show for the day. Jesse, he'll never say his real name on air, but listen for that accent. He's our Ivy League-educated Latinx political expert and way overqualified for this podcast. Logan. This reformed Mormon and political insider's positive Gen Z attitude will make you want to feel. Grab that bed pad, make way for splatter. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Get your mind right at DoctorWhoever.com. Always here to be your second opinion, or third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. You get the picture. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Always on at DoctorWhoever.com. Okay, bye bye.